0: hey guys welcome to episode number 42 and today is all about my go-to apps for travel you are listening to solo women travel tribe podcast with your host Zena jones learn inspire share and connect with fellow solo woman travelers from all over the globe hello my friends and welcome back to the podcast so this episode today is being recorded in San Jose in Costa Rica and I had the pleasure this morning of meeting a fellow tribe member so from our our group solo woman travel tribe I had put a message out there saying I'd love to meet up with anyone who was here and the lovely Neela, I hope I'm saying it right She lives here in San Jose, and we met up this morning and had a wonderful morning. We went out for a traditional breakfast, explored the streets, chatted, took some photos, and you know, she gave me heaps of information on Costa Rica. We talked about travel. It was awesome. So I hope that you guys can do that as well, wherever you are in the world, or wherever you're traveling to, or even if you're in your your home country Maybe you can meet up with some of the other women in the group and share your home country, your tips, your favorite places, that sort of thing with them. Because it was such an amazing experience and I feel so grateful to her. And it was just so nice. I've been traveling now for... about 3 months, I think. So, you know, it can get a little bit lonely travelling on your own, so it was just so nice just to hang out with a friend or a new friend and drink coffee and chat. So, yeah, that was my morning and it was wonderful. All right, so anyway, on to today's podcast. So, it is my go-to apps for travel. So, whilst I'm on this current 5-month trip, I am visiting a total of 9 countries ranging from South America to Central America. And the United States. I've lost count of the number of different cities that I've visited and the number of flights taken, buses used, etc. I have stayed in accommodation that ranges from apartments and hotels to hostels, tree houses, guest houses, homestays, and all manner of Airbnbs. <laughs> I have used aeroplanes, trains, buses, shuttles cars, ATVs, tuk-tuks, and even a horse to explore and get around on this trip. So, I have narrowed down the list of the apps, one of which I have to say is actually a website because they don't have an app, hopefully soon they will, but yeah, I've narrowed down the list of the apps that I am using on a regular basis throughout my travels, uh, so I'm going to tell you guys all about these today. All right. Firstly, it is Airbnb. Airbnb is becoming hugely popular all over the globe and with good reason. In most of my experiences, it has been a lot cheaper than booking a hotel or an apartment and even sometimes a hostel. I did an entire podcast um episode about airbnb so if you want to check it out it's episode number 33 and it is jam-packed with all the good stuff on how to book the best places how to utilize it the ins and outs pros and cons that kind of thing so just a quick rundown since it began in 2008 the home sharing service has been a huge hit with travelers on a budget And with well over 2 million listings in more than 191 countries, there is plenty to choose from. (laughs) It's now even widely used in the business travel community. And also for us solo travelers, a huge portion of solo travelers use it as well. So your options when it comes to using Airbnb are as follows. So you can book a shared space so for example, like a common room or dorm sort of style, dormitory style um, space, you can book a private room. So that's a private room in someone else's home, but you would have your own room uh, separate from them, but then you would share like the rest of the house. So that's another option. And then you can also book an entire place to yourself, whether it's a house or a um, an apartment or a treehouse, all sorts of cool things can actually be booked. It doesn't just have to be a house or an apartment. So I, I have done both the private rooms and the entire place to myself. My number one tip is always book with super hosts to make sure they have super host status. So you can go check out episode 33 for more information on that or go into heaps of detail. I did have one issue with Airbnb whilst I've been on this trip, and both the host and the Airbnb team were excellent, and we resolved the issue um, in a manner that I was really happy with, so I think that's worth pointing out. All right, next up is Google Flights. Now, unfortunately, these guys don't have an app yet, but they need to create one. (laughs) All right, Google Flights. Oh, my God. If you have not used this, definitely go check it out. I'm new to Google Flights. I only discovered it about six months ago. And if you can't tell, I love it. <laughs> it gives you the ability to sign up for fare alerts. So basically they'll email you and notify you if the fare you're looking at goes up or down in price. So you can basically keep an eye on it. How cool is that, right? It searches almost all of the airlines in the world. Now I say almost because I found one that it didn't search due to legal reasons with that country, but it searches more flight options than both Expedia and Skyscanner. Um, I have done a couple of comparisons and found that it definitely searches more flight options, which is so interesting. I also love that you can click on the calendar. And it will show you the cheapest price for every day of that month. So if you can be flexible with the date that you fly, it will tell you when it is the cheapest time to travel. It is super easy to use. So easy. And I'm a huge fan of that, right? And it also redirects you to the airline's website to book rather than sending you to a third-party website. So an example of a third-party website would be Expedia, where you book on Expedia rather than on, say, Singapore Airlines' website. Okay, so it's always a good thing to book directly with the airline's website or directly with, with the provider, because if anything goes haywire for lack of a better word haywire with your booking it is better to deal direct with the airlines rather than trying to contact a third-party website because that person when you call them they then need to put you on hold to call the airline direct so basically it cuts out the middleman so that's a little side tip too okay up next is google translate This has been a lifesaver for me throughout South and Central America because my Spanish is very ish. (laughs) I have picked up a few words and I know basic phrases, but there have been times when I have needed to use Google Translate. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoy using hand gestures and trying to work it out because that's all part of the experience and it's funny to look back on and laugh at, but... When I went to the pharmacy, trying to buy rehydration sachets, I needed my Google Translate. And when I got in a taxi to go to my hotel and he couldn't read my English version of the destination again, I was really happy to have Google Translate. And did you know that you can download an offline version of this? How cool is that, right? I downloaded the Spanish version Um, of it to use wherever without the Wi-Fi so basically you when you do have Wi-Fi download the version that you need so I've needed Spanish in all of these countries and then you can use it anywhere that you are and you don't need an internet connection it is so good it has been so so helpful so definitely uh, before you travel make sure you download the offline version of Google Translate. Okay, up next is booking.com. So, I use this solely for checking the price of accommodation against Airbnb, and then sometimes I will book hotels, hostels, or even apartments when the price is right. I love the search function, so it allows me to narrow it down to the places that include free Wi-Fi within a certain location and a certain price bracket. I always read the recent traveller reviews, the key there is recent, Um, and make sure that you check the rating system for things like cleanliness, the location, and the security, so they do like a star rating sort of a system. Um, Often it will actually mention its suitability for solo travel, which I really like to see, And they do have a good support team, too. And I have dealt with them on one occasion. They were very helpful and very quick to respond, which I really appreciated. Okay, next up is Uber. So there is some controversy around Uber, and I appreciate that it's not for everyone. But it is for me, and I highly recommend it. So I use the Uber app all the time and it has saved me a lot of money. So for example, in Panama City, I used it when I arrived to get from the airport to my hotel in the central city area. So a regular taxi was 45 US dollars and my Uber cost me 19 US dollars. So that was just one nine. I also used it a lot in Rio It was cheaper and sometimes easier to order than the regular taxis. I really like that you can see how far away your driver is, which is cool, and they have a rating system so you can see how many trips that driver has done and what star rating they have, like 4.9 or 3.5, whatever it is. And you can also rate them after your ride too, and if you want you can offer a tip. So this to me encourages them to give you great service. In some of the countries I used Uber, I have been told it was illegal by the other taxi drivers, and they can get a little bit angry or aggressive. One of them did, and it was actually back in Panama, and I'd ordered an Uber, and one of the taxi drivers got a bit aggressive towards me, and I guess that's because they see it as stealing their business. But personally, other than that, I haven't had any issues. As with any taxi, though, you always want to use it wisely and have your wits about you, especially as a solo traveler. All right, next on the list for me is WhatsApp. So this has been my main way of communicating with my friends and my family back home. It's very similar to the likes of Facebook Messenger or Viber, So, WhatsApp just uses your phone's data or a Wi-Fi connection to send messages, pictures, audio files, and to make phone calls, and also do video calls. It is super easy to use. (laughs) I say that because both my mum and my dad have figured out how to use it. So, if they can, anyone can. (laughs) I love just having one easy-to-use app to stay in touch with everyone. And then you can also start group chat messages and include multiple people in your chat, which is cool. And it makes sending updates back home super, super easy. All right, next is Google Maps. Did you know that you can download an offline version of Google Maps for the city that you are in or the city that you're traveling to? How cool is that? Google Maps has been an absolute lifesaver for me at times. I love having that little blue dot on the screen following me around and showing, which may, showing me which way to go or, as the case may be, which way not to go. I love being able to open Google Maps and search for a supermarket or a laundry and it just points me in the right direction. I find this saves me a lot of time and my sanity too. Of course, there are other Other offline maps you can use, such as Maps.me, and I have tried a few different ones. I like Google Maps because I use it so often at home that I'm just super familiar with how it works. Therefore, it's just my go-to app. Alright, now lastly, there is one other that I want to give mention to that I've used a lot on this trip, and that is Google Sheets. I mean, Google's getting a real shout-out today, isn't it? So Google Sheets, and I have been using this to track all of my travel expenses. It's just a really basic Excel spreadsheet, well, it might not be that basic. The way I use it is basic. (laughs) Um, So you can set it up however you want and access it with the app or on the website. So it's super easy to use and it's been really good because I can keep track of all of my travel spending. Okay, guys, that is it. So just to recap, Airbnb, Google Flights, Google Translate, Booking.com, Uber, WhatsApp, Google Maps, and I did give a little shout-out at the end there to Google Sheets as well. No, Google is not paying me for this, but they totally should. (laughs) I love their products, obviously. All right, so that is it from me today. Thank you guys for listening and I'm wishing you safe and happy travels wherever you guys are in the world. Take care. Huge love to you all. I will chat with you next week. Bye-bye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler it's not what you think then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download thank you so much for listening to this episode if you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.